With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 55. As the New York Rangers survive for a Game 7 against the New Jersey Devils. If you're listening to this, it is tonight at 8 o'clock, Game 7, do or die, win or go home, on the road for the New York Rangers. Leaving me completely shocked that we'd be in this position but here we are once again the familiar smell taste of game seven just bitter happiness all wrapped up into one i i don't even know what to say about these boys but holy shit andy game seven how are you doing my friend oh man it's uh you know the the roller coaster of emotion just it, uh, with this team just does not stop. It's <laughs> jarring. It's exhausting. Um, and you know, it, it just kind of makes you just laugh. It's just, they don't, they don't know any other way. It's like for <laughs> uh, like, I'm not an overtly religious person, but like, you know, so when they say, forgive them, they know not what they do. It's almost bordering on that territory. It's just, they can't ever make it easy for themselves. They just, but I don't know, man. It's weird. It's like arguably that's where they're the most comfortable, you know? It, it's just, and it's improbable sometimes when you look at all the, the going back to Lundquist, just the game seven stats. The, like, and listen, that doesn't mean it's always worked out for them, but you just look at all the elimination game stats and the game seven stats and the whatever. It's like this team just, they just play game sevens, you know? I don't know. They just, they don't know any other way. I mean, in fairness, it's it's like, you know, I think going into game six, there was so much down negative emotion about what had you know, gone on and about the team. And it's I don't know, there's, there's a lot to talk about. So I'll, I'll hand it back over to you and I, you can open it up for us to talk about because I don't even know where to begin if I'm if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, listen, go, I, I gave up on this team, man. I, I, I truly didn't believe in this team, and there was just so many reasons for it. And none, none of them were like, it wasn't one specific reason. It was just, it was everything. Constantly what we spoke about all year long, about how this team doesn't, is not gifted enough to just be like, let's turn it on. And they take nights off. They do. And it, it, it is what it is. And if that's a leadership problem, a coaching problem, management problem. I, I just don't you, I don't think it's any particular one thing, one player. I think it's a collective group effort on this from management down to, you know, you know, the backup goalie. It's just it's who they are. And I'm 
I don't think this is the recipe for a Stanley Cup, but here we are in another Game 7, and we are a New York Rangers podcast, and it's 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 we I feel like game seven, everyone's like, oh, game seven, game seven. To be honest, this feels like nothing. I don't I'm not even like nervous. I'm just like, here we fucking go again. Like game seven for this team. You know, we've been through it twice last year, countless times with Lundquist. And listen, I know this team certainly has been very successful, but I, I can't help but go into this thinking that, you know, their game seven luck will finally run dry and that, you know, we will get our, you know, you know, butts handed to us. You know, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to expect from this team. And 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 you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked when I, I, I talk later in the podcast. But I mean, I, I first want to get your emotions going into the game, Andy, and you know, I, listen. I was gonna watch. It's the I envision this being the last game of the season. I'm like, I got, I got to see what kind of effort they muster up here, uh, what kind of energy they bring, and you know, that's why I watched. Uh, I had no hopes for them. Uh, you know, and 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 I, I feel like I'm justified in everything I said. Uh, you know, last podcast and in even this podcast because I'm still not sold on this team. Like I'm not buying them right now because the rug can get pulled at any moment. So, uh, Andy, going into, you know, game six, uh, give me your emotions about this team. And, you know, because obviously it can change day to day, given, you know, you know, the realization that this is probably going to be the last game of the season. So what was your emotion going into it? <laughs> well, you're saying for game six in for a, game in a, six. In a yeah, vacuum. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I obviously, like everyone else, I wasn't very hopeful i my wife and i had uh, some plans first so my plan at first was to you know do that and then maybe try to tune into the game as soon as i could but there, uh, throughout the day i'm like do i really want to watch them just get their you know just basically get the, their doors blown off and lose four straight to the devils and uh at home i was like no i don't know if i want to do that and you know, we're doing our thing. And of course, on I'm doing my sneaky check the score thing. And of course, I just see Twitter all about how it's all devils. Rangers don't have an answer. They need to figure out a way to string passes together. They need to wait to, to weather the storm, all this other stuff. And I'm like, they're doing it again. And of course, they give up the first goal to uh, the devil's fourth line, which they've just been giving up all the goals to the devil's fourth line, just not good coverage in front and just getting outworked. And I'm like, yeah, this kind of cemented it for me. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm not doing it. You know what? It's, I just have to move on and accept it. I've all, all, it seemed like I had been trying to, it seemed like I had been trying to divorce myself from it. You know, just the way this team was going down in flames uh, during, you know, the last few games where they got worse with each respective game you know they they lose an ot game which honestly i thought was a coin flip so they were you know obviously they blow the devil's doors off in game one and two they lose a coin flip game in game three uh they look worse in game four they look even worse in game five so obviously the trend was not great and even igor and i think the other thing is that igor had been so good even in the games they lost just wasn't enough. So well, I was just like, it wasn't enough. It wasn't going to be enough. And well, early, not to cut you off, early in the game, they announced that the Rangers had the best goals against average in all in the, the playoffs. playoffs. <laughs> and it hasn't, it hasn't mattered. You know what I mean? Well, you know, because that's the thing is that they couldn't score. 
you know, um, they couldn't seemingly solve uh, Akira Schmidt. Um, but obviously, you know, I did eventually decide to tune in. I just, I'm a Rangers fan and I can't help it. And I decided to tune in at the tail end of the first period. They get the power play and Kreider scores on the tip in and there's that little spark and it's the hope that kills you. And I just couldn't help myself. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm watching. And lo and behold, they, uh, you know, a, a combination of the devil shooting themselves in the foot, taking a bunch of stupid undisciplined penalties. Uh, also, just finally getting one past Schmied, especially in the way they had done in games one and two. I think it really just made them feel like, oh, he's not impenetrable. And lo and behold, uh, a combination of that confidence getting finally broken through. And, you know, say what you want about Chris Kreider, but he decided to have maybe his best game is one of the best games I've ever seen him as a Ranger and just make things happen and just realize, oh, yeah, yes, they're fast, but I'm bigger than them. I am stronger than them. When I hold, get the puck in the zone on the boards, they cannot take it off me because I am just tougher and stronger and bigger than them. And he finally decided to use that and win all his battles on the boards and get it back. And Mika and Tarasenko were finally like, oh, yeah, we are two of the best shooting you know, forwards in the NHL. And they just two perfectly placed shots that honestly were super soft. Like you have no chance on, obviously no chance for Schmid on the, on the Kreider tip, but like literally Zabanajad from the circles, he's, you know, and then you kind of realize, oh, there is a difference between Igor and this guy. Because Igor, meanwhile, had to make so many 10 bell saves. Anything he could see, Igor saved. Anything that went in past him was something he had no chance on. And that's honestly the way it's been all series almost. Yeah. Whereas Schmid, he had two, no, I'm sorry. He had, you know, say, yeah, maybe he had probably had no chance on the, the Barclay Goudreau bat in because he plays it. And then it just maybe maybe you wish his rebound control was better if you're the Devils. But uh, goals two, three, and then the, 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 the obviously it tips a little bit, but you got to fight through screens. He can't fight through screens and he can't stop a nearsighted puck. And all of a sudden, as big as he is, you realize how he's kind of weak, low, uh, you know, low, high blocker and high glove. He's weak up top because I think he's just, I'm tall. You know what I mean? But his glove hand isn't great. So, and I think that's all it took for the Rangers to be like, oh, okay. And then they, you know, they came out a little better, although I still thought they were giving up too many, you know, uh, chances to the, the Devils. But Igor said, absolutely not. I'm not allowing it. And he made so many saves. He probably shouldn't have had to make, but he made it because he's, the, you know, the best goaltender in the league. I'll say it again. And you hit, you hit the nail right on the head, man. There two guys won that game for us. And that was Chris Kreider Chris and Igor Shesterkin. And Igor Shesterkin. It was just, it's not even close. Chris Kreider took over the game on the offensive side of the puck. Like you said, I mean, the guy was an absolute animal. He was actually making passes. I mean, the feed to Zibanejad couldn't have been more perfect. Uh, that never, ever happens when the puck is on his stick, when he's under pressure. Well, you know, I think the biggest thing about that is, is that he did the one thing the Rangers haven't been able to do because the Devils force you to play at a pace you're uncomfortable at. He slowed the pace down. Yeah. And he, and he forced the Devils to stop moving their legs. And it, and, because and, especially like winning battles on the wall and then cutting towards the middle of the ice, that forces them to stop and reassess. And now they're no longer moving and that weakens them, you know? 
Yeah, and the Rangers like to take their sweet ass time and try to set up a perfect play. And they realize, like, hey, is, like, if we're all moving as a unit, when we get the puck, we can be like the Devils too, and and find open seams and open spaces and break down their you know defensive zone coverage. And guess what? You get shots in 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 prime time areas. And listen, against the goalie, you know, I don't know if it was jitters, but he just didn't look himself clearly. And those pucks are going in, and they're well placed, and they're not rocketed over the side of the net. And listen, at the end of the day, it took the Rangers to Game Six. To, well, I guess I should say really the third game, which me to realize that you know we can beat this kid any which way. I mean, tip-ins, point-blank shots, uh, you know, screened shots from the point. It just listen. I, I don't know. If it was jitters, I don't know if it was, you know, just a bad night for him. But overall, he looked human. And you can take a big breath of fresh air and say, okay, this guy can be beaten. This is not a historic run like we've seen with, you know, I keep bringing this up, Jiguer back with the Ducks uh, back in the day. It just, you know, if the Rangers can find a way to play like they did and Chris Kreider plays like he did, I'm not, I'm not saying the Rangers can't lose, but I'm saying they're going to be in a very good position to score some goals. And, you know, they need to clean the shit up, though. They are so sloppy with the puck sometimes. It's disgusting. Uh, as here I go, negative, down negative street. Patrick Kane needs to figure this shit out. He doesn't need to pass every time he gets the puck. Just send the puck in deep, and whoever's playing with him, if the lines shuffle, just fucking bang their defensemen around you see what happens when you force their defensemen to turn around and have to play the puck but if you give it to them right on their stick right away it's easy transition make them turn their backs turn their whole bodies chase the puck go get it either be forced to wrap around you know the boards or try to make a stupid indirect pass where we can you know maybe pick it off you got to force these guys to make the wrong decisions they're not going to do it if you give them time and space and they're certainly not going to do it when they already have a, a full vision of what's in front of them. So you got to make their, their defensemen turn, and I don't know why it's so difficult. And we give the puck away so many times where it could just be tossed in. Even if you're going to give the puck away anyway, give it to them in a shit position. Stop giving it to them when they have their you know, full vision of what's in front of them. Everyone sees that, okay, now we got the puck. Let's fly the zone. They're too fast. They're too skilled. And they're too smart of a hockey team to be doing this. So the New York Rangers have to limit that. If they don't limit that, I, I think Igor cracks. He's the next one to crack. And uh, the Devils will score four, five, six, seven, eight goals. And I'm not even kidding because it, Igor is the reason why we're winning, the, well, why we're going into game seven. I mean, he kept it from a couple field goals uh, the last game uh, in game five. Last night, it could have been easily a 5-5 game if, you know, Igor uh, didn't stand on his head once again. And listen, you can't play like they did defensively, and they can't play like they did in a neutral zone. They can't play in the gray areas, meaning 10 feet inside and outside the blue lines. You cannot give the puck away there. It's too valuable. And, and since you're already giving it away, get the puck down and deep. I can't stress that enough. I mean, this is like tic-tac-toe shit that, you you should learn day one of playing hockey and the New York Rangers are just falling victim to it. Um, but, you know, here we are going into a game seven. If, you know, if Kreider plays the way he does, I, I, 
I mean, there is a chance. I'm not saying that they're that we're definitely going to win or we're going to be competitive, but I just don't have faith in him to recreate what he did uh, last night and or two nights ago. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, so yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know, Andy. I mean, overall during the game, I, I, I don't know from what you saw, were you impressed at all with this team? Because I, I know the score said five two, but it should not have been five two. I mean, you know, was it a better effort than their last two outings? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, do I think that's good enough to win a game seven? I'm not sure about that. Do I think they might have a chance to get better now that this is a situation they're maybe more comfortable in? Uh, so. Yeah. You have to wonder how does this affect the Devils mentally? Do they play it a little bit more afraid to make a mistake where the Rangers kind of play it to for better or worse? They play it like it's game one, no matter what situation they're in, you know? Uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. And obviously the big question is, does Lindy Ruff overthink this with the goaltender? Do we see Mackenzie Blackwood? Do we see Schmeed? I mean, it would be stupid to, for them to play anyone other than Schmeed, right? I... Yeah. I Listen, you have to play the kid. I mean, you play the, you know, although I'm looking at Devils fans online and a lot of them are saying you play the horse that got you there, which is, uh, 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 I almost called him. Uh, yeah, I almost said Samsonov. That's the other. That's the other goaltender. Uh, who listen? Uh, Samsonov was able to right the ship for Toronto. So who knows? After a poor start, but um, but yeah, a lot of I see. I even the fan base can't really seem to. Some of them think that Schmid turned back into a pumpkin. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but. I you, I think you play him. I mean, you know. I do. I think you play him. I mean, you had Vanacek got absolutely shelled two games in a row. Uh, and all this about how how you know all this about how calm, cool, and collected you know Schmid is. Well, but you're gonna have to put to the test, and especially if you think he's your goalie of the future. You know, listen. If the Devils lose, it sucks. It's a missed opportunity. But this is just the beginning for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what do you, I mean, that's the thing that scares you if you're the Rangers though, for the Devils, even though it might hurt because they're the Rangers are your rival and you don't want to lose to them, but there's a bit, there's a bit of a house money element to this series. Although they listen, they want to win obviously, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, I think you have to, I think it is going to be Schmied, even though I think Ruff is purposely being a little uh, abuscative to the media, you know, a little bit of gamesmanship, whatever. Yeah, but I, it would be it would be shocking to see like Mackenzie Blackwood. You can't go Blackwood Van, or, or, or Vanacek. Vanacek or Schmid. There, I mean Blackwood. I'm sorry, but the guy barely played during the regular season, and when he did play, he wasn't that great. Um, although he had a couple games where you know he was fine, but at the end of the day, you got to play a guy that's played, you know, uh, not a majority of the season, but at least a handful of games, you know, and. No, the New Jersey Devils, yes, Vanacek got you there, but let's not pretend that Vanacek got you there. Your team got you there. Your depth of four lines with speed got you there. Uh, Hughes got you there. He sure got you there. You know, uh, Mercer got you there. Like, those are the horses that got you there. Dougie Hamilton had an awesome year. So let's not, you know, act like this was Igor carrying a, a hockey team to the promised land. But, uh, you know, listen, the Devils, you know, say what you want. The the only thing I I find with the Devils is like number one you don't have a, you didn't have a lot of puck luck last night 
Number two, you took a lot of stupid penalties. Stay out of the penalty box. Although maybe their strategy was to keep taking penalties and just kill the clock, knowing that it was a wash for the two minutes unless they scored a shorthanded goal, which I don't hate that that strategy for them. Um, and, and then the second, you know, listen, you're going to have to beat Igor on the second chance um, unless you really fully screen him. And, you know, that's how you beat him last night, you know, getting that first goal. That was huge for you guys. But at the end of the day, it's like the Rangers were able to respond because of your lack of discipline. So you clean that, you clean that up and, you know, and you're walking away with a game six victory, in my opinion. You know, the Rangers gave away the puck 23 times to your 12. You beat them in the face-off circle. You, you know, beat them in special teams going one for three on the power play. Rangers only went one for four. Um, you stay out of the box and be a little bit disciplined. You know, you crush them in shots, uh, blocks. You had, you know, Rangers were throwing a lot of pucks on net. Um, you know, they got a lot of pucks through and for secondary shots were kind of abysmal for them. So there's, listen, the New Jersey Devils didn't play their game. And that certainly showed, which is why I think the Rangers walked away with a 5-2 victory. But in my opinion, right now, going into game seven, any logical unbiased person would say the devils are certainly in the driver's seat they shouldn't be questioning their goaltending and they certainly shouldn't be in a position where they feel there's like a ton of pressure on this team this is definitely house money uh and in my opinion the devil should be proud of where they are right now and i, I listen as as all this what i'm saying gassing up the devils this is what the rangers I, you know, how I feel the almost like the opposite, the mirror effect. Whereas, like, you shouldn't be happy where you are right now. You should be pissed off that you're in game seven against the New Jersey Devils. You should be, you know, pissed off that you've given the puck away 23 times. Like, you should be looking at the shots and say, we can't give up 36 shots on Igor. He doesn't deserve that. You know, you should be blocking a, a few more shots. You should be, you know, better on the power play. You're one for almost 20 right now. That has to be better. You got to go 50%. And there's no other, there's no other way about it. So yeah, I, I listen, game sevens are always a coin flip. Uh, but you know, home ice advantage, the devils, I kind of wish I was at the garden right now. You know, you know, I spoke about this going into the uh, playoffs that the Rangers should be going, trying to get that home ice advantage because it does matter. You know, unless a bunch of Ranger fans show up. You think a bunch of Ranger fans show up like this was uh, game two, Andy? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I can I see why they didn't, they didn't show up after two losses at home. Oh, absolutely. But game seven, which is essentially a coin flip. I yeah, they'll, I mean, it's a coin flip, you know. So you'll, you should see them, which could change a lot of things, obviously. What's your confidence level going into game seven? Uh, a coin flip. <laughs> not, not high as one would think, but do I think the Rangers have a, can pull it out? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's, I think this team is the worst stylistic opponent for the New York Rangers. I agree with that. Although I will say this. I could also see the Rangers, if they somehow make it and win this game, if... I could also see them going to seven against a depleted hurricane. Like they, I said it up top and I'll say it again. They don't know how to make it easy on themselves. They don't, they can't, they're, they're physically incapable of it. Everything is down to the wire. Everything is a tying goal in the third. 
It's being down 3-1 to the Penguins and Mika finally, or it's literally being down 3-1 in game seven to the Penguins. Yep. And then scoring two what, in the third period, right? Yeah. They can't, they don't know. It's in their DNA. They literally cannot, they only can do, do it when they're literally the odds on dead to rights, you know, underdog, which, you know, and listen, yes, obviously, you know, you have I the way they took care of business in game seven against the Canes last year was great. So, you know, and you could probably argue that other than that game, that their best games have been played at the Rock. You know what I mean? At the Prudential Center. It's, it's honestly, they like they're more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. You know, it's weird, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I well. You know, my confidence level, obviously, listen, it, again, if the Rangers come out and they give the puck away and they don't get the puck in deep and they don't force the Devils to make mistakes, I, I think it's game set, set and match. But if you, if you get back to what made you successful, and that was, you know, winning pucks along the boards, not, not you know, being physical and not allowing some of these guys to cut through the middle. And it doesn't mean you have to have a big hit every single rush, but it means, you know, that hit on Timo Meyer, like that shit matters. Like it's, it's little things like that. A nice clean hit by Schneider. That shit resonates, man. It, you know, it makes you think, okay, well, the next time I come up the middle, I'm going to get popped. Like, and, and you know, this devil's team say what you want. I mean, there were moments where, you know, uh, I think what Nico got crushed by Truba in the corner, just kind of threw him down. Like, there's got to be a bully aspect. You got to be mean. Like you got to yeah. hate the other team. And even though that was a penalty, I was like, I agreed with it hundred percent. If I'm yeah. true, but you absolutely do that. Yes. It's, you got to have a chip on your shoulder. You got to have an edge. You got to listen, you got to be willing to take the penalty here and there. Uh, like, you know, obviously you can't be completely stupid, but you know, you had a big lead last night. Now's the time to be kind of a bully, you know, don't let him back in the game, but be a bully. And, um, you know, it, it's not, you know, it, it's a game at the end of the day. So you, you got to be able to intimidate your opponent. You got to say, you know, I'm going to control the boards. I'm going to control the physical play. You guys are going to listen to me. And you even, you hit the nail right on the head. Try to figure it out that like, I'm stronger than all these defensemen. There's not one single defenseman that's going to bump me off the puck. And, you know, you know, and his confidence shot through the, the roof with, you know, his ability to, you know, gather the puck and make a play. And, you know, and you never see that from Kreider. Usually it's a blind pass or a rush pass or, you know, he skates into a corner and, and chips it or loses it. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just, I was incredible. And I, I really, all the bad things that I say about Chris Kreider, he, honest, honest to God, made up for it last night. Yeah, to, to quote uh, our friend the Gibby, he shoved up your hoop. Yeah, you ain't kidding, he did. And, you know, and he's not the only person that texted me that, you know, and listen, I, I'm, I'm try to be as fair as possible. I will give credit where credit is due. And Chris Kreider, uh, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen him or anybody in this, in this Jersey, uh, in this core group, I'm sorry, right now do, um, obviously not including Kane and Tarasenko on their respective teams, but you know, it's it just, that's the type of shit that needs to happen. You have to have game-breaking talent. You got to have a guy take over. Um, Mika, he, he seemed like he wanted it last night. Shit clearly is bothering him mentally, I think. 
you know, knowing that he, you know, wasn't able to score, but he finally pots one in and, and maybe that's the, you know, spark that gets him going. I mean, don't forget he, had, you know, he was on fire last year or like, yeah, on fire with, I think he had like 10 goals last playoffs and 12 games or some shit like that. So listen, there's last 12 games I read. Yeah. So, you know, you know, he can get going. We have potential here. We just, you don't seem to be able to put everything together all at once. Uh, Goudreau, Andy, fourth line was the worst game I've seen them play. Um, obviously, a short, uh, you know, uh, a short time together. Uh, so, you know, it, it, but that was by far the worst. Oh, but yeah. Goudreau was able to get a, a goal. And what happens? A nice coming down, VC coming in, nice, hard, low shot right on the pad. Knowing that's a rebound is going to kick out. Goudreau is ready for it. Makes a really nice play. Good high uh, hand-eye coordination. Bats it in. I'm telling you right now, if that was Lafreniere, that's a missile three feet over the net out, out the other way. It's the little things where you don't have to get fancy. Just play the game. Do all the little things right. Shit and bounces will happen. I guarantee it. You know, Schneider just throws the puck on net. What happens? Boom, it goes in before you know it. Because Schmid isn't ready. He didn't sit there, gather the puck, look for four guys to be open, nothing open, then I'll throw it on. Of course, he's going to have time to square up. Devils are going to have time to box out any, any you know, potential screen. You know, you throw it on right away, shit, man, you never know what happens. Um, so, yeah, it, listen, again, a lot of little things have to happen right. And, you know, if you're, if you're willing to pay the price and work hard and get into the corners and, and, and be quick with your decisions, you know, good things can happen. Um, my next question for you, Andy, uh, going back to the fourth line and even the kid line, you know, the bottom six forwards, I don't think gets a lot of, you know, uh, criticism here, you know, cause they haven't been too consistent either. D- are you expecting a big game? I know the lines got jumbled last game, but are you expecting a big game out of, you know, can Kako or Lafreniere fucking get a goal here for me? You know, Goudreau got one last night, so he kind of redeems himself a little bit. But I'm talking, you know, their second and first overall pick here. Can they get going and score a goal for us, please, in a game seven? Yeah, it would be nice, right? Uh, I don't know, man. It's I Kako's been the best of the three of them. Lafreniere has been bad. But honestly, Philip Heedle's been non-existent either. He's, I agree with he's that. Been, I, 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 I did not think this would be the case. I think Heedle's been the worst of the three of them. If that's yeah. in my opinion, I, I, just, I definitely agree with that. Disappeared I mean, into the into the the boards, the wallpaper of the series, you know, especially with his one player with speed. But that might be almost the problem is that he's trying to use his speed when I instead he should remember that he's a big kid and honestly, it's almost a better to slow it down and then speed it up when you get them slow. But I think he just wants to do everything high octane and it's just easy for them to poke pucks away from him or get him off balance and steal it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I mean, obviously those were the best and at least in the first two games that, that even though they didn't get rewarded for it, those were the best two lines of cycling. But since then that has not been the case because if you're going to dump it, it just, it's, you have to be smart. If you're going to place a puck in the corner, you have to know that you have, you know, your other forwards are, are going to retrieve it or have speed coming in. And it's just, they haven't been, honestly, it's the Rangers whole problem in a nutshell is that they just don't, you, and I think Lindy Ruff was even talking about it during the game is that you move up the ice together as a unit. It's just the Rangers don't do that. It's like the defense curls, three forwards, just fly high to one to the far board, 
one to the other board, one to the like, you know, the center blue line. Then you have maybe one guy in the two two guys streaking the neutral zone high, and there's no they're all stretched out, and there's just nothing but space for fast vote, you know, devil's forwards to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. give yourself support up the ice. Give yourself if the devils are everywhere, then force them move up the ice as a unit and force them to to have to choose. You know, they either have to play the pass and then they can't take either of you or, but it's just the Rangers, you know, it's this constant, all right, we're going to, I'm going to, basically I'm going to make a slap pass and have it get dumped in by a deflecting forward. And then the devil's defenseman are like, well, all right, well, that's just a free retrieval because you blasted a slap pass and you just deflected it in the corner with no plan or yeah, with no want to even go get it back. It's like, okay, all right, we'll just take it and go down the ice. Like, I don't understand what the Rangers are thinking. And they, you know, that lack of system that we kind of talk about sometimes where it's like they don't reset pucks. They don't do the, the little systematic things that other teams do. I mean, you can maybe argue their their improvisation and their flexibility is one of the things that maybe makes them uh, – you know, is a strength, but it's also definitely a weakness, especially against like a team like this, that is just is all about speed and taking away options and time and space. You know what I mean? I think when the Rangers play heavier, but slower teams, it, it, it works to their benefit because they can, they have enough time to decision make on the fly. But obviously, even though he's, he's uh, produced in the series, it's been tough for Adam Fox at times because the speed of the devil's forwards and Adam Fox is unfortunately not a big, very fast guy, you know? So um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I guess the, it's like, it's tough because obviously am I, am I very confident going this game seven? Hell no. But do I think the Rangers can do it? Yeah. Do I think they can do it only with Igor that do I think, do I think they have it in them to do it and not because of Igor and just because they can do it and they're a better team? I do actually. But am I confident I'm going to see that? Hell no. (laughs) That's basically how I feel about it. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Yeah, I think there's like a 5% chance that happens. And like, another 45% or 40% chance that it happens with Igor leaving 55% that the devils win this game. 
And like, listen, you can knock me all you want for, you know, being negative and stuff like that. But listen, man, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of always being in these situations. They absolutely destroyed and crushed me losing three games in a row in this series. And I, I applaud them. Yes, thank you for showing up one game. And or I should say thank you, Kreider and Igor, for showing up one game and 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 winning it. But can you do it again? Can you string another three periods together without totally, you know, blowing it and not giving the puck up, you know, 30 times? So I, I like again, you know, I, I know we're beating a dead horse here, but again, I I don't know what to expect. I'm going in emotionless. I don't really, you know, I know this is sick, but I was broken after game five. Uh I I I don't care. I think going forward, I'm more worried about this team going forward into next season because that's where my mind is already and my heart is with this team, trying to figure out what this team's going to look like next year. And if, you know, can we shift around some of these core pieces and get them out of here to maybe bring in, you know, the next, you know, next wave of players that are going to be the future of the New York Rangers. That's like where I am mentally. That's where game five pushed me. So uh, it may take some time for me to uh, heal from this and change my mind. But as of right now, I, I'm just I'm going to watch the game as a, a fan of hockey. It is a game seven. It is special. It's Devils Rangers. Uh, you know, both teams certainly, uh, you know, are, are probably excited, nervous. They know the rivalry. They know what this means, not just for themselves, but for the fan bases, for their organizations. Um, it's game seven, uh, been there, done that a million times. I know from, you know, you and I, we have plenty of experience covering game sevens. We did it twice last year. We grew up watching game sevens. Uh, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, do you want to, uh, you know, uh, final thoughts on the Rangers devils game seven? Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, both teams have things going for them into this game seven. I think it's the one reason it's a coin flip. I still think the Rangers have the edge and goal. Uh, I think they have the experience will at least play a little bit part of them. If they are down early, I don't think they'll, it'll deter them as much as it would deter the devils. But that being said, I also think the devils, uh, yeah, I just think the devils can clearly win this game. I mean, they have, they'll have home ice advantage, whether, you know, they're Ranger fans of the building or not. And, you know, they're they're also coming off of a game where maybe they feel like they could have closed it out. And they, they say, well, now we got to get it done. You know, so at the end of the day, it's a coin flip. And um, it sucks. I don't think either team would want to hear this. But if they get ousted, if the Rangers get ousted, you got ousted by a really good team. You know what I mean? It is what it is. If you lost to the Devils in the second or the third round, obviously it stinks because it's early. But I think that just by the, the nature of this playoffs, that's what's going to be. Unfortunately, they didn't have the fortune to face the Islanders or the Canes in the first round. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. But, I mean, as we're recording this, uh, the Florida Panthers are taking on the Boston Bruins in Game 7. I mean, did you have that on your bingo card going into this series? God, I, I cannot. With, with Jeremy Swayman in a net for the Bruins. I, I just cannot fathom the Vesna winning goaltender just getting yanked in the middle of a series in a game seven. I mean, if you win a Vesna, I'll tell you that. Well, I'll tell you this. Do you think he still wins? He should still win the. Well, I, I, I mean, in fairness, I think Ilya Sorokin should win the Vesna this year, in my opinion. 
But yeah, I agree with you. But Linus Linus Olmark was basically a shoe in for the Vesna. Although it's only for the regular season, it's the postseason shouldn't count. However, do you think this affects the view of some voters? Here's the thing, man. If when 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 does the voting technically happen? I'm not sure. I don't know if it already happened or if it's happening. I mean, obviously they don't announce the awards or NHL awards aren't until after the the stamp, yeah. you know, the cup final. Right. I, so the only thing is, I, I don't think seventy five percent of me thinks that he's already got the Vesna Trophy. Like no one's going to vote against them. Yeah. The only thing is, though, if Swayman wins this game, gets like a shutout, which they probably will. They'll probably blow the doors off Florida tonight. Because this will be a controversy, and Swayman goes. I mean, Bobrovsky has an eight eight three save percentage in the series. It's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. And yet, here we are in Game Seven. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you stick Igor in any other team, and they're probably a shoe in for the Cup. Anyway, Florida, let's say Boston wins this round. Swayman goes and wins them the the rest of the you know playoffs, and they win the Stanley Cup. I just don't know how you have it in you to vote for Olmark as the Vesna Trophy winner. I, I would change my mindset and say, you know what? Look what Sorokin did to get the Islanders into the playoffs. That's more impressive than this collective group winning a ton of hockey games. Because it wasn't because of Olmark. We, everyone knows that. But because the win totals there, the historic season's there, you almost kind of have to give it to him. But let's be realistic. I mean, no one... If you're if you had to choose a team right now, a fantasy team, and you can choose any goaltender, who's picking Olmark? You know, even after just the stats this season, no one's just picking Olmark because of how good of he is. They're only picking Olmark because he's on the Boston Bruins. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I think if Swayman goes on to win a Stanley Cup, there might be a couple of voters changing changing their philosophy on how they view this award. No, totally. What are your thoughts? No, yeah, I, you know, I think I agree with that. And that's the, the toughest pill to swallow is that Igor was the best uh, goalie in the NHL last year, and he struggled mightily against the Penguins in, in C- Series 1. You know, and even over time, he slowly got better and better and more comfortable. Uh, yeah, that's they the didn't thing. lose the series, though. That's, no. like, the main thing. That is a, that is a good point. I mean, and, and Igor was never pulled, and he was able to win the game. Seven. Yeah, they're, they're literally showing it right now. Regular season, Linus Olmark, forty-six and one, uh, one point eight nine GAA, and a save percentage of nine thirty-eight. The series, yeah. he's three and three with a three point three three AA and a point eight nine six save percentage. And I, I would go with him in Game Seven. I mean, call me crazy. I know he's given up a lot, but like at the end of the day, man, you have to go with like you have to go with him. Yeah, luckily Swayman is good. Like Swayman so is I, very good, but man. I mean, you saw, you heard those stats. You just read them. Yeah. Oh, man. Just very uh, weird. Well, to, and not to, to get away from the goaltending, if the Panthers can somehow pull this off, uh, not that it should be in question, is Matthew Kachuk the most clutch player in the NHL? I, yeah, as of right now he is, for sure. Like, if you, it's, like, obviously, if you could choose any player in the league, to be on your team, you choose McDavid. But like, I know it sounds crazy to, to me, but I don't know if there's anyone who is 
more of a temperature changer, just willing to will team your, his team to win games that they probably don't have business winning than him. He just knows when, the, when you need something to happen, he just has that thing. He can make it happen. It's just, and it's not even like, it's just, he knows where to be and when to be. And it's not like he's flat. He's obviously very skilled, but his biggest skill is just knowing how and where to be effective and what to do. Oh, here we go. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I, again, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I he's extremely gifted uh, and, and just has a, an iron mindset and just a will to win a will to make the play. Uh, and he just seems to always, you know, have the puck on a stick in big moments to, to make that play. And he's, a, you know, he's carried this team to the playoffs. He's carried them to game seven. Um, despite all of their flaws there, they are going against the, you know, the best regular season team of all time. And, you know, he's giving them a chance to go to the next round. I, uh, personally, I cannot believe that they're here. I said that I thought it was going to be Boston in four, then Boston in five, then Boston in six. You know, I, I really thought like, all right, Florida's not going to win again. Like Florida's not going to win again. And here they are in game seven. I, I, and I have zero faith in them to win this game on the road in Boston. But, you know, again, it's one of those things where on any given night in game seven, flip the coin because Kachuk could go off for a hat trick and set up or set up a couple. And, and all of a sudden, you know, Florida has the lead. So yeah, it's, it's, this is why it's a best of seven series, not a best of five or best of three. You got to win four games and you know, it's up to the Rangers to do that. It's up to Boston to do that. Otherwise this season is a, is a failure. And uh, I know that's a hot, hot topic, but uh, yeah. The, yeah. the season, the season is allowed to be a failure. That's, yeah. but uh, no, yeah. that's for another podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about the Leafs finally ending the uh, the, the curse, the streak? I couldn't have done it against a, a better team. I'm so sick and tired of seeing Tampa Bay, you know, in the playoffs, uh, especially yeah. after last year. Listen, will, and try and listen, Tampa. I'll give them credit. I mean for what their personnel looks like. Nice flurry of offense from the cats, but, uh, they're, they, uh, they, uh, how three of those games went to OT that they could have won that were honestly coin flip games. You know what I mean? Some of which they were the better team and they lost. So, but I think the good teams, the teams that get far in the Stanley Cup final, they're hardly the best team in every single game they play, you know, you know, it's, it's just, uh, but I, it does, my question, I guess to you is how far do you feel Toronto can go now that they've gotten that big, uh, monkey proverbial monkey off their back? Uh, I think they can go pretty far again. They're, they're like their own worst enemy. They're kind of like the Rangers where sometimes they just don't show up. They don't get that big goal. They don't, you know, they, they can't put it together for 60 minutes. And, but they also have game changing talent where, where I feel like the Rangers, like when they're down and out, like can you imagine the Rangers down four one with ten minutes left in the game? It'd be game over. You'd shut it off. With Toronto, you got to keep it on because before you know it, Matthews has two, and all of a sudden, you know they're back in the game and they can they win the game. So um, I never count these guys out. It's a it's a new set of talent, new you know a new team, uh, a, a fresher outlook. I like what they did at the deadline. I thought it was perfect for their team. Listen, Tampa Bay is a very well-coached team. They got a lot of game-changing talent on that side. 
they get through the hunt, they, you know, they get over this hump, they're going to have to face the winner of Florida or Boston. And I, I absolutely think they can either, they can beat either of those teams. And I almost think they'd be, in my opinion, favorite to beat both of them because the way Boston has looked defensively, uh, you know, and I, you look at Florida and you look at Toronto and if you're like, there's no reason why Toronto can't put up four or five goals every night against Boston. If, if Florida is able to do it when they win. So, um, yeah, what's your what's your opinion on them? No, I agree. Uh, I think, like you said, it's Boston also has, you know, obviously the, half of the curse is the getting out of the first round. The other ha- half of that curse is getting past the Boston Bruins. You know, who knows if they if they have to play Florida in the next round? I think they win that series pretty easily. I, agree. I think Florida coming down of of just like oh my god, we we beat the best team in the history of the regular season. We can do this, boys. And just not feeling that pressure. I think the pressure is probably the only reason they're here right now, if that makes any sense. Yep. I think it's realizing they've had to be at their best every night to put themselves in this position. You know what I mean? And they listen, you say what you will about uh, Florida defensively, but offensively, they get their chances. They know how. They can make shit happen five on five. And honestly, if you can do that, Unless you're the New York Rangers, you have a chance. You know what I mean? You know, the Rangers are like, nah, we're just going to do it on all special teams and goaltending. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. And, and you know, again, you even, like, go out west, you look like a, a team like Edmonton. You know, they're kind of in the same boat as the Rangers, relying only on McDavid and Dreisaitl to constantly bail them out with offense. And, you know, it's almost like it, they'd be a perfect team if they could just combine their forces because it's like, okay, now we got, you know, some defense and goaltending, and then, then we have the most dynamic duo in scoring, um, you know, with, with McDavid and Dreisaitl. And, you know, that one-trick pony type mentality doesn't really usually get you far. So you got to bring, you know, you got to have all aspects. You got to play even-keeled and just be an annoying team to play against. And, um, yeah, I think... Uh, you know, another game seven, Seattle, Colorado, another coin flip. I think Colorado is just, listen, man, they're, they're a very talented team. They just, uh, I don't know if it's a little hangover from last year, but, you know, they they got a team with life and energy and youth and excitement. And, you know, they pushed them to a game seven. And again, I, I kind of like Seattle. I don't know. I don't know why Colorado's having, so, I mean, I do know why they're having so much trouble, but you know, this is injuries Colorado. and roster construction. I'd say they're top heavy. Yes. Um, and they've been injured. Obviously not having Landis Gog is a huge blow. Obviously not only missing out of your captain, but one of your best players. Um, but listen, they should still, I still think they're a better team than Seattle. And it just shows you that Seattle can just wave after wave after wave, just throw, you know, bodies at you and they buy into a system and they play as a unit, you know, and that, that's what happens. You know, you can beat, you can beat talent. So that's true. I mean, I think you usually find that, um, oh boy, nice chance for a flyer. Uh, I think you usually find that those teams, even when like Gallant's first year Vegas, that they eventually lose out to the team that like competes hard, but also has elite talent. You know what yes, I mean? But absolutely. But for the first round against a clearly not the same Colorado Avalanche team, uh, with you know honestly, their some of their star players have been up and down. Yeah, McKinnon's been good, but 
there's been a lot of defense. Defend, he was so Ranson was so good in the regular season, but defensively, he's been a little bit of a you know, he's had his head scratching moments in this series at times. You know, obviously, as dominant as McCarr has looked some games, he's you know, between the getting uh, suspended for one and just you know, just not being all on it defensively for others, it's just yeah, you know, it's been uh. It's that's hurt, and even Georgiev, who's been good, but again, he's had some Georgiev-esque moments, and uh, only Rangers fans will really know what I'm talking about, right? You know. So, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the other I did one other thing I want to ask you is about not really, no, really surprises with Dallas and Minnesota, right? That's just basically played out how we thought. Um, but uh, Edmonton, yeah, even you know, not making it easy on themselves, but ousting LA in six games. Um, I will say it does seem uh, that as far as the Oilers are concerned, this is probably the most complete team I've seen the Oilers ice in a while. And I think that bodes well for their chances to probably get to the cup final in the West. I mean, their power play is awesome. Bouchard has found another level. Uh, Connor McDavid, obviously not having, like, like I said, just brilliant when he has to be, but not having to do all itself, you know, they get some bad luck, even though they're up, what, four to three. And then on trying to clear a puck, uh, uh, Stuart Skinner, his stick breaks and he tries to clear it with a broken stick and it just does it fans on it because the stick is literally broken. He doesn't know it. And then they just put it in, they spot a goal, but then Kyler Yamamoto immediately ties it up. So that's got to say, this is like, usually it's him and dry will have to go through war just to, to get past the series, but honestly convincing win for them. Yeah, how, how do you think they match up against Vegas? I, I personally, uh, well, for in my opinion, yeah, go ahead. I think they're they're better matched up against Vegas than they were LA. But I think ahead. so too. No, absolutely, because LA uh, Vegas doesn't play as closely as LA does. I yep. think uh, they're. I think honestly, Vegas plays probably minus the whole we have Connor McDavid thing. They play as I think their style is pretty similar to the Oilers, a little bit more methodical up the ice. You know, uh, but play an offensive style mostly. It's not like that L.A. defense first style, you know what I mean? So where they give you less uh, breathing room. But, um, I mean, honestly, it took us this long to see Eichel versus uh, McDavid in the playoffs. So that in and of itself is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, that, I mean, that's honestly, that's basically what it boils down to. It's like, this is a series we should have got years ago and it's taken this long, but we, and you know what it is? It's like McDavid is finally like an older player to me, which is crazy. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. Fuck man. Like I was just looking at him. I'm like, this motherfucker is like, obviously he's not like old, old, but I was just like, he's like. You know, when you're a young, even when you're in your, like, whatever, your first four, four or five, your four or five years into the league, you're still young. And then one day when you're not, you're just like, holy shit, this guy's like, you know, legit captain, not just because he's the best player in the world or anything. Like, he's just like legit their captain. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, you look at the career and the shit that he's been through, like for a player, his, uh, at his ability the shit that he had to crawl through in the beginning half of his you know, career is pretty remarkable. I mean, listen, I, we all know that these top-end players get sent to a shit market or a shit organization at the time, 
But, I mean, the comparables, you know, Eichel kind of played his way out into Vegas, so people forget, you know, what Boston, uh, Buffalo had to go through. You know, Matthews with Toronto was kind of an instant success, and Toronto was making the playoffs. They finally got over the hump, um, you know, and, and just, you know, look at Hughes. In his first couple of years, he's leading the Devils to, you know, a second seed in the, in the toughest division in hockey, and and now is in a game seven. It's like McDavid has fucking earned his spot in the second round here. Like there's no other player that had to go through as much shit as he has. Uh, and, you know, uh, and he's on a mission, man. He's absolutely on a mission. I, I think they beat Vegas pretty handedly, um, you know, and, and you know, they're certainly my pick to make it another round. So, I, I uh, you know, I'm excited. I want I want McDavid to you know go as far as possible um because he is he deserves it and what he's went through in Edmonton just you know with the structure of the team just they're collapsing no support and you know he just kept his mouth shut you know went through it and now uh hopefully pay some dividends here so um yeah so that's all I got for you Andy no uh that's all I got um Oh, I guess before we sign off, maybe congratulations to the Hartford Wolfpack. Yep. Undefeated so far in the Calder Cup playoffs. They're currently up two games to nothing in the second round against the Providence Bruins. Um, yeah, I mean, Garand has been incredible. Uh, Adam Shakura gets his first point, AHL point in the playoffs on a goal by um, Bobby Trevino uh, that last game. Just, yeah, I mean... And you would think most of the black aces that are are with the Rangers right now are some of their better players. You know what I mean? But yeah. it didn't phase them one bit. You know, uh, Garand, like I said, has been probably maybe the best goaltender in the AHL so far. What a find he's been for the Rangers, despite his size. You know what I mean? Um, we all remember him winning gold with Team Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just they, the Wolf Pack, just they have heart and they work hard and they they I think the biggest thing watching them you know obviously this is it's all relative they're an AHL team is that uh they can play it in any which way you want you know what I mean they can score pretty goals they can score in front of the net um yeah oh boy all Boston here here we go uh but sorry as this game is on uh but yeah, I mean, so far they've looked like an absolute wagon, and it's just it hasn't been close. They outshoot teams. They don't. They haven't gotten outplayed in a single game so far, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they got goalied a couple times, and but they still won those games where they were getting goalied, where it was one out nothing. You know what I mean? Where they still won. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, absolute shooting gallery for uh, Boston right now. But oh boy. Yeah. Hey, it's still it's still zero zero. But um, yeah. So like I said, hopefully that they can keep it rolling. And I think you look at some of the players that Chris Drury has drafted, and they're all highly competitive. And I think that was clearly we've heard a few years ago that all of a sudden became an organizational necessity and need, and to have players like uh, yeah, Sakura and you know these types of players who. Um, yeah, who just are high effort and want to compete and want to win. Uh, that's huge. And that has trickle up effects. We've seen how well that's affected uh, the Boston Bruins. Or excuse me, we've seen how well that's affected, you know, the Syracuse Crunch have to move up to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've seen the way that, you know, even the Utica Comets with the Devils. You know what I mean? It's like having a winning AHL team, uh, 
Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like you you watch and you understand the skill divide between the NHL and the AHL. But when you're what I've never seen Hartford look this good. And you look at some of the things and, and you're like, you can say, okay, I see a path for this person to play in the NHL. You know what I mean? They play can play with pace and they can make decisions with pace. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's a little, there's so much more time. It's not as tight as in the NHL, but uh, yeah, you can just see it. So congratulations to them. Hopefully they can keep it going. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I want, just... I want, I want you uh, to sign us off here. I want your, prediction um remove my negativity from right. from your mind and everything like that yeah I want you to- listen man it's a coin flip i think i really do uh and i could see i think I've, that's the biggest thing i've seen from everyone else online fans of other teams just saying that no one knows how to predict the series this has been a weird series for the New York rangers it's been a weird series for the devils the you know you have the road team winning the first two uh then it's just not being able to predict how these games are going to go. The score, you know, you had tight games and then games are all like 5-1. It's just, it's been unpredictable. It's hard to predict. It feels like that we can be made to seven. It should be a bit of a coin flip. It's the hope that kills you. And saying that, I'm going to go with the New York Rangers win this in game seven. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.